to understand the urban legend we're going to talk about today, we have to take a look back. And we have to go all the way back to the 1800s, right in the middle of the gold rush. Specifically, Kingman, Arizona. You want to hear a crazy murder story? The 1800s in the gold rush, Kingman, Arizona, in the middle of a canyon, is right where it's at. My name is Lexi Reed, and in today's story, it's gruesome, it's terrifying, I would not recommend your children listen to this one, and, you know, it's one of those ones where I've been warning you guys about this for two weeks now. <laughs> um, the, that is today's urban legend, the legend and the stories of Slaughterhouse Canyon. Where to begin with this one? I did a report on this back in my junior year of high school. And as I've said in the past three episodes now, short of protection plan, it was a crazy time for me because, like, I was in this mythology class. I absolutely loved it. We were talking about urban legends for, like, the last two weeks of school. And, or not even that, it was, like, the last month of school. And when we finally had this project to do, we had to pick four urban legends. The first two, and this one, all three of them were in this project. And so is next week's. But we're not going to get into next week's. We're talking about Slaughterhouse Canyon today. And it's also known as Luana's Canyon. Um, I had a personal encounter with this one. It is very, um, the story behind it is very, very difficult, even for me. I still get, like, sick from reading it. Like, I'm talking like I want to go into the bathroom and literally, like, throw up, because this is, like, a girl who is married, who goes mad after, like, a year or so of not having her husband around and murders her kids. And I'm not, you know, the type to say that an urban legend could make me throw up, but this one definitely could. And even then, it's like, I'm still gonna talk about it, because it's one of the ones that, you know, I remember most. So, here's the story. A family in the 1800s lived in a small wooden shack out in the middle of a canyon. As routine would go, the father would go off into the mountains in search of gold or food to support his family. The only food that the family had was what the man would bring home, but the man would be gone for weeks at a time But he always returned. One fateful day, he went in search of food and never returned. Uh, Some people say he ran off with another woman. Other people say he died in one of the mine collapses, I think. 
I can't remember if it was if they were searching in the mines or if they were searching in a river. Either way, some people say that his death was caused by a tragedy or a sickness or something. Uh, as the weeks went by, um, the food dwindled till there was literally nothing left. And the mom, uh, you know, she couldn't basically live without food and she didn't know how to hunt or anything like that. So she and her children were starved, basically. And without food and without her husband, Luana, the wife, slipped into madness. And by slipped, I mean she went crazy. (laughs) Uh, The children continuously begged their mother for food. uh, And Luana eventually got tired of all the kids crying and begging for food. So she snapped. And she she murdered them and cut them into small pieces. Uh, and then uh, after she murdered them, she uh, put on her wedding dress and painted the walls red with the blood of her kids. Then after that, she carried the remains of her kids to a nearby river and threw them in the river. Uh... She began to wail loudly for her kids. She was overcome by sadness and guilt. And she remained on that riverbank and continued to scream until the next morning. She ended up dying from exhaustion and she was also very heartbroken and she couldn't stand the fact that she had killed her kids. Um... Some say that if you go on a quiet night, you can still hear her crying in the canyon. Now that we've got the story out of the way, and I know I probably ran through that faster than most, but it's because I did end up getting a little bit sick. Um, I, uh was headed down to Texas a couple years ago and me and the people I was with decided we would take a detour and head to Arizona. Wasn't much of a detour because we were going farther away from Texas, I think, if my geographical side would work. Um... I think we were headed farther away from Texas than our original plan, but someone said, hey, let's go to Arizona for a second, because, you know, it's very pretty and this and the other. I admit, it is very pretty, but you do not (laughs) say, hey, let's go to Arizona when we're on our way to Texas. But then again, it was a nice little pit stop, you know, and... The driver ended up getting tired. Another person took over. And that kind of stuff. Well, um... Sadly, I didn't get any recordings of this, but someone suggested we stop by the canyon. You know, Luana's Canyon. And I said, no, that's a bad idea. But did anybody listen to me? No. 
nobody listens to me whenever I say, hey, I think this is a bad idea. And the only reason I'm saying that is because every time someone tries to tell me, hey, no, this is a good idea, and I have a bad feeling about it, they don't listen, and they have to learn the hard way. So, at that point, um, you know, I didn't try to fight them with it. I just was like, all right, they're going to learn one way or another that this was a bad idea. So, me and this group of friends, we were, you know, headed to the canyon, and I started feeling uneasy, and, you know, like most people probably do. Uh, and, um, you know, it was about the middle of the night at that time, and we got out of the car, walked down to the canyon. They made a stone building where the shack used to be, and uh, they they went inside. I stayed outside, but they went inside. And I kid you not when I say that, you know, all I heard were four screams and they all came running out the door. <laughs> it was funny because I told them that this was a bad idea. Yeah, I go in there and they were like, don't go in there, it's terrifying. And I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. Because I had known the story, I heard the story, I literally made a report on the story. So I was not scared at this point. And so I go in there and I see what they're scared of. It was a snake. They were scared of a snake. Now, I don't know if it was just me, but I didn't hightail it out of there like they did. I walked out there very calmly and I'm like, you guys were scared of a snake. And they were like, yeah, but it's like, you know, uh, this, that, and the other. And, you know, that we were scared. We heard a hiss and we thought it was her. And I'm like, you guys are so stupid. Like, that's not, if it's a hiss, it's not going to be Luana. Luana was wailing. That's what you have to listen for. So, the night was fairly quiet after that, and, you know, we kind of stood around and just kind of explored the canyon and stayed quiet, because all of us were listening for Luana's whale. Now, this is where things kind of take a weird turn, because I was alone. <laughs> like, we had split off into, like, I think, groups of, like, let's see, there was, I think, five or six of us total so like we split into like groups of two and my friend that was with me disappeared and I didn't see her so I was alone and I kid you not when I say I thought I saw like something off in the distance I don't know if it was like shadow or if it was like a soft faint glow type thing but no I didn't really say anything to any of my friends about it, uh, because I knew they wouldn't believe me, and I knew they would think I was crazy. Well, um, I don't know exactly what I saw, but I know I saw something, or it could have been an animal in the canyon. Literally, it could have been an animal. But we won't know, because my friends basically came running at me, screaming that they saw a ghost, and then they booked it back to the car. 
Again, I did not believe them, as I thought I saw something as well, so I just kind of calmly walked back to the car and didn't think anything of it. And then, uh... Yeah, so that's my personal story. I didn't hear any wails. I didn't, you know, hear any crying. I just thought I saw something off in the distance. But we won't know what that is. (laughs) So that's my story. And, you know, we did end up going to Texas. We We did end up going there. And, you know, I ended up coming back up to... Michigan, which is where I live, which I'm pretty sure I covered that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, now there was supposed to be an interview again this week, but we did not manage to get someone to come through with that. Um, Everybody, like all my friends are like, oh, well, you just got to ask. Well, all my friends are busy because they're all in school. Um. And I'm sorry for, like, if my voice sounds weird or if, like, I'm sniffing a lot because, like, I have a slight cold and my throat is a little bit sore. But yeah, um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to my personal story because it does take a lot for me to admit things, especially when it comes to, like, stuff I've done or stuff that, like, nobody would believe. So thank you guys so much for listening. On that note, guys, thank you so much for listening. And I know this one was, like, way shorter than The Devil's Chair or, uh, you know, Knock Knock Road. But, like, this was me trying to get through this one as fast as possible because I am a little bit sick and... I, uh, I do definitely feel sick. Um, I felt sick while doing, well, by, like, all my research and everything, I feel very sick. Um, you know, it's not, like, you know, it's not COVID. We, we know that. I did get tested for that. It's not COVID. I just have a cold. Um, but... No, thank you guys so much for being very supportive and listening in on uh, the story, even though it was extremely short. Um, I was planning on making this one longer, but I then realized that because I don't have a lot of people to interview for these urban legend stories... um, I did realize that it's not probably, like, it's probably best if I just leave those out, but, like, interview people on, like, the specials or something, you know? I mean, it's kind of, like, what would happen if, you know, I did interview them. Um... Because I know a lot of my friends are interested in being interviewed for this, but at the same time, it's trying to find a time to get a hold of them to talk to them. That is the issue (laughs) at hand. Um, But there will be more interviews throughout most of the urban legends we talk about. They will probably be on the fifth episodes where each one is special or each one is like a, you know, 
different thing, but um, next week we will be talking about our first ever Around the World special, which is probably one of the more common urban legends from around the world, which is Jack the Ripper. Um, and then episode 10, we will be going off track and talking about the wonderful world of SCPs. And I will get into more of that when that one comes around. I just thought I'd give you guys a heads up on what I'm planning and what I'm thinking of. But next week, we'll be talking about Jack the Ripper, so stay tuned for that, and I will catch you guys next week. I'd like to give a large shout-out to, you know, the people of Anchor and Spotify and Overcast and Pocket Casts and everybody else who's been helping me get this podcast out there. Without everybody else's help and all the different platforms I've been using, it was, you know, this probably wouldn't have gotten very far, and I appreciate all the help that all of my listeners and everybody that's been working with me, you know, I appreciate all the help that you guys have given me. So, thank you. Once again, I'm Lexi Reed, and this was Urban Legends Unraveled.